The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hello, and welcome to this masterclass series. Unleash your superpower, how to tap into your God-given purpose to create extraordinary impact and fulfillment in your life. So I created this series because I believe in every ounce of who I am, that we are all gifted with unique skills, personality traits, experiences, and of course, talents for a purpose. And what I know for sure is that many of us never actually tap into this because who knows, maybe our insecurities get in the way, maybe we don't feel worthy enough. Um, But when we don't tap into our divine purpose, we truly can't experience that next level fulfillment and joy that we really do have immediate access to. So this series really is your straight up resource to inspire you so that you can live a life that that becomes that much greater, more colorful, more vibrant, just by tapping into source, tapping into the God that actually created you. We promise you that in each of these interviews, you'll pick up actionable advice and powerful new mindsets that will actually open up your world and create possibilities that perhaps you hadn't considered before. So let's make a deal here. With each of these interviews, I ask you to commit to taking at least one action item after you watch the interview. Super important because we can talk till the cows come home, but if we don't do anything with it, it doesn't do us a whole lot of good. I'm Katie Suick. I'm your host for this series. And as a certified professional coach, I have a calling to really support professional women as they reclaim themselves, their purpose, and their lives in order to create freedom, confidence, deeper connection, and of course, impact in the world. And so today I'm super excited to introduce our speaker, Marianne. And I would love for you, Marianne, to just share with us, well, who are you and what is it that you do? Yeah, so thank you so much uh, for having me in your platform, for providing space for me and allowing me this opportunity. Super exciting. So I am Marianne Rivera Dannert, known as the Fearless Living Coach and Career Research Strategist. My mission is to equip women with strategies to silence their securities, build healthy boundaries, and fearlessly pursue the life and career of their dreams. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, like many of our viewers, I am a wife. I am a mother. I'm also a grandmother. I Let's see. I'm an HR professional, which is what allows me to talk about career and things of that nature. Um, in addition to being a, a life coach, I currently work at a nonprofit organization, just helping families from the community that are in need of resources and just being able to provide for them. And so let's see, I'm in new to Texas. I've been in Texas for just over four months now. 
originally from upstate New York. So chasing the sun and the heat and getting away from the snow. (laughs) (laughs) Now I feel inspired. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) So I am a coach. I'm an author. I'm a speaker and I'm a trainer. And what I love to do is just seeing women unleash their power so they can start living the best lives that they deserve. I love that. So thank you for being here. I, I, I always love when we can create alignment, when we have similar beliefs and we can really empower women all over the globe to figure out what their thing is, as you and I have done. So thank you. Um, and how, how would you describe your faith journey? You know, when did you realize that your faith even matters to you the way it does now? Oh, my faith journey. Actually, if I can go back to before I was able to even speak, Mm -hmm. I was raised um, in the church with my mother, my parents, my grandmother, Pentecostal in Puerto Rico. So going to church three, four times a week Mm -hmm. uh, for hours. And, (laughs) And as I got older, I just started, you know, to just question things, things that didn't make sense because I was able to start noticing what my friends and my peers and classmates were doing and not doing what they were allowed to do and not allowed to do. So I started questioning things and I started reading the Bible for myself, you know, Mm -hmm. growing up in, you know, Pentecostal home again from Puerto Rico. We were not allowed to wear makeup, not allowed to wear pants, jewelry, And those things just didn't make any sense to me. Um, So just, you know, reading the Bible for myself and just realizing that, yes, the word is inspired by God, but it does have different meanings, just like there are different translations. I feel that you and I can both read the exact same Bible verse, the same translation, and the way that we interpret it, the way we understand it is very different. Mm. So I just started, you know, questioning things. And some of my friends, you know, they were Catholics. I remember for um, a very brief moment, I started going to Catholic uh, church. And I remember, I think I was probably in my early teens and the priest was walking by, you know, splashing the water, you know, and you know, saying, you know, the blessings. And I'm like, why is that man walking around wedding people? <laughs> and my friend was like, that's holy water. And of course, you know, being naive and not of that faith, I'm like, what makes it holy <laughs> and things like that. Um, so again, you know, the, that connection wasn't there for me. Yeah. And I remember for also, I want to say a few months, I actually stepped into and started studying with Mormons. Um, I don't know, you know, back home for you, but, you know, growing up in upstate New York, they used to go knocking, you know, door to door also. Um, so again, curiosity, and I studied with them for a few months and that didn't connect either. And then I even actually started getting involved with Jehovah's Witnesses. And wow, you just for, did the smorgasbord. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, just start, I, you know, so I just, so I did Jehovah's Witnesses, I want to say for about six months or so. And again, that didn't connect. Mm-hmm. But I guess what led me to where I am today was just, there was a desire within me. Mm-hmm. There was a desire, there was that, you know, that small whisper, that little voice, that nudge, that I just felt like something was missing. And, you know, I, so I just realized that, you know, your faith, it's something that's internal and it's between you and your higher power. Um, I know that there is a, you know, verse in the Bible that talks about, you know, the church community and things like that. But I feel that, you know, it's a relationship. 
It's a relationship between you and your higher power, just like, you know, a marriage is a relationship. You don't allow a whole bunch of people in your marriage, things like that. So I think that, you know, that's what led me to where I'm at today. It's a relationship between me and God. He and I, you know, we pray, we talk, you know, I believe in the Holy Trinity. So God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit all in one. Um, So yeah, that has been my journey. I love that. I love how you've shared that and you, you really were searching. And what's so interesting that, you know, in, in interviewing people throughout this process is that so many of us come from at least one specific container. And sometimes we try other containers, but we find that there is no one container that truly encapsulates the relationship. And this, this series really is about the fact that we're not, you know, interested in getting into a theological debate about blah, blah, blah. We're really interested in you have direct access to your creator, to God Almighty, to whatever you want to call it. It's in you. And and, and it's about really creating that connection. Uh, and, And God will take you wherever you're meant to go. Maybe, maybe, you know, joining the Mormon church might be your thing. Maybe not. Maybe you'll go be a nomad and live in the desert. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but you're right. I love, love that you said that. So thank you for sharing that with us. Um, and so when it comes to what you're doing now, like, how did you, how did you come to find your higher purpose? You know, like, and I guess my next question would be like, did you resist it? Did it seem, you know, did you rebel against it or, or did it just kind of happen organically? Like, what was that like for you? I want to say it kind of happened organically. Um, me becoming a life coach and a mentor speaker, things of that nature. It kind of started with me having a bunch of girls at my house, mm-hmm. you know, once a month and just getting together and just having girl, you know, girl talk. And the conversation just started getting deeper. And there were a lot of um, similarities, you know, feeling empty, feeling stuck, um, not sure of, you know, themselves, what they want to do next, being unhappy in relationships, being unhappy at work and things of that nature. And I just started, you know, just offering advice, you know, what would I do you know, if I was in that situation or mm-hmm. some of the things that they also talked about, I had actually experienced. So, you know, just sharing what I had done and things like that. And then slowly, like my friends just started referring people to me like, oh, you know, go talk to Marianne because she's good at this. Go talk to Marianne. She's good at that. Yeah. And then slowly from there, I just, you know, got involved with coaching, found out about coaching because I really didn't know about it. Things like that um, ended up getting certified and just started growing from there. Mm. I love that because it's so different for everybody. Like sometimes it's that moment of, oh, other times it's a more gradual kind of like a plant that's planted and it's growing. So for you, it sounds like you just pursued what your heart was being pulled towards and everything just started to come together. So yeah, it's beautiful. And have you ever at any point, you know, you talk very openly about your faith. Have you ever in your profession resisted talking about that? Or is that something you've always embraced as part of it? So, you know, what's interesting is that, no, this this is actually um, fairly new. Yeah. I, not that I resisted or didn't talk about it. I just never felt the need to, Mm -hmm. you know, I just kept, you know, business is business and things of that nature and faith is faith. But over the last, I want to say two years or so, it just keeps, it's like, there's a pull. Yeah, you know, know, there's a pull and things like that. And, you know, I mentioned earlier that I am also an author. So I've co authored five anthologies that I've been been a part of. And all of them have been somewhat faith based. 
And it's like, well, all five of them. And, you know, next year, early 2022, I'm actually going to be on another one. And that's also, that's one that's really faith-based. And I just feel like it's just, I think that when you open up and when you, you know, when you say I'm ready, Mm -hmm. something is missing. I believe that you, you know, my um, Bible verse is Psalms 139, 14. So, you know, I was created by you. You knitted me in my mother's womb. So there's a purpose for me. I am here. I am. Use me as you see fit. And it just has been gradually happening. Things like that. Um, So, yeah. I love that. I love that. And thank you for sharing that because that's something that it's always been so important to me, but it's even only in the last six months that I'm, I'm opening that part up and hence the series, right? Like really leaning in because if we, if we play small and we hide and we don't want to share, it's like, we're denying who we are and and that doesn't work. So yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And it's interesting too, when you um, talked about resistance, I don't want to say for me that I was more of a resistance, but there was something within me that when it comes to, because again, when you start applying, you know, your faith-based, your Christian and so forth, and then you start to talk about money, it's kind of like, oof. Yeah. And things like that. And, you know, I was in um, part of this um, group that was all kingdom based and Bible based and things like that. And we talked about that. And we talked about, you know, creating a relationship with money and looking at and understanding what the triggers were surrounding money. And for me, you know, like when I created my coaching business, it has always been my purpose to just serve women and help women who are stuck, who feel lonely, who don't have confidence, who don't have boundaries and things like that. And I often, you know, just find myself, you know, having these, you know, consultation or discovery calls that are supposed to be 15 minutes lasting like two hours. And it's like, Marianne, get off the phone because you start charging for this. Um, I think when it, you know, in far, as far as resistance, I think that would be the part that I've kind of resisted is, you know, talking about the money aspect of it, because I feel, I'm not sure what I feel. (laughs) Mm, It is so interesting though, because I, as just like you, there's been, you know, um, money beliefs or stories packed in there around, you know, money is bad or greedy or any of those things. But what I've come to realize in my own journey is that God wants us to live in abundance because the more abundance we have, the more we can create an impact, the more we can change lives, the more we can feed the homeless and the hungry, we, you know, like, it, it's funny how we created this either or conversation, you know, yes. good, you know, holiness versus money, wealth, greed, bad, you know, and, yeah. and in fact, it's like anything, you know, you, you're sharing how growing up, no makeup. It's not that makeup is bad. There seems to be an interpretation of, of how it was used. It might be bad. So, Correct. um, Yeah. So I love that because I feel like that's a very common struggle for a lot of women, especially out there who are believers and they're trying to reconcile, you know, like I'm a believer, but I, I also want to be able to make a lot of money as long as it's not the money we're pursuing. It's more the, what can I do with it? How can I leave a legacy with it? That kind of thing. So, um, okay. Next question. So what is your biggest why behind what you do? Like what drives you? What makes you get up in the morning and go? Like, what is it that keeps your fire going? I want to say just being able to see women be happy. 
and mm. living life on their terms. And what I mean by that is oftentimes as women, you know, whether it's family pressures or even society or even pressures that we put in ourselves based on what we see, uh, you know, media and things of that nature, we take care of children. We take care of, you know, parents, we take care of, you know, our youngest siblings, we take care of our coworkers, you know, the people that we may serve in our, you know, work and things like that. And we're last, we're always giving, giving, giving. And, you know, we have goals, we have dreams, we have aspirations, but we have to save money for the kids to go to college, or we got to save for this. So we got to pay that, or we got to do this. And then there's nothing left over for you. And we end up being depressed. We end up being, you know, suffering from anxiety. We end up with so many health issues that if we just paused and put ourselves first, things would be a lot better. So for me is, you know, just helping women just, you know, again, setting boundaries and learning how to say no, but your no, is not, you know, like a no, get away and things like that. It's no, I'm not able to right now and just leave it at that. But because when we start explaining things, if we you know we leave the door open for negotiation and then next thing we know, we're saying yes again, when we really wanted to say no and things like that. And for me, you know, I created my life coaching business and then, you know, became an author. I also have a podcast and sometimes I get emails or even a text message you know, oh, I heard, you know, your episode and you were, you know, you were talking to this guest and that really helped me. Or, you know, I've been following you for a while and, you know, I finally quit my toxic job or I left a toxic relationship. So that's my biggest why. That's my biggest why. And also to be able to be an example for my children. Mm. Um, I, you know, dropped out of high school when I was 16 years old. On my 16th birthday, um, I got my (laughs) master's degree two years ago. So everything that I do is also to serve as an example for my children to let them know that that happened, but look at me now. And also to serve as an inspiration for women who may be going, you know, through things or have experienced some of the, you know, hardships and obstacles that I have faced to let them see, you know, that they're not alone and that there is a way out. Wow. I love that. I love that. I can see very clearly that, you know, your, I I don't necessarily think we have one purpose. We have many purposes really, but I can see that you really are meant to be, you know, a light, a beacon of hope, a beacon of um, what it means to be a woman in today's world that honors herself, that loves herself. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. So this, you know, we're just going to flip the script for a minute. And I just want to know, like, if you didn't have this relationship, you know, we call it faith, we call it relationship, we're again, stepping away from, you know, which church do you go to, to what really matters to you? If it wasn't for this heart connection with God, where would you be now? Where do you, what do you think your life might look like, right? <laughs> I will probably honestly still be stuck in a very toxic relationship that I was in. I would probably, actually not probably, I would still be in dead end jobs, mm-hmm. not fulfilling my purpose, not living in Texas, probably would still be, you know, in New York because there was no, there was no one with me that could see the bigger vision, that could see the bigger picture. And, you know, our beliefs are aligned, you know, my husband and I. 
So that was very key, you know, just being, you know, finding someone that necessarily, again, didn't have to go to the same church or have the same, you know, denomination, but have the same beliefs. And I think that there's, you know, you know, people feel sometimes that you have to be the same church, the same faith. And I don't necessarily agree um, because again, you know, there's a variation of different, you know, churches and you know, faith-based that be, you know, do believe in the Trinity. They just don't call themselves, you know, Christians and things of that nature. Um, and I would say that I would not be here right now, you know, speaking to you, you know, you know, and, and you know, and pouring into our viewers and things like that into the attendees, um, I would not be here right now. And most definitely probably would not have achieved, you know, as far as like, you know, being an author, being a speaker, having, you know, achieved my master's degree, none of that would have been if it was not for me listening and slowing down to that inner voice that was saying, you know, I am here. I'm not going to continue pushing you in a way when you're ready, when you say yes, I will give you all of your heart's desires. Mm, isn't that the truth? I love, love, love that. I love that. And isn't it interesting how sometimes our, I guess, perception of what our desires are, are kind of skewed and we don't, we think we want this over here, but as soon as we surrender and, and just be in what we're supposed to be, it's like, whoa, Right. So much better than we could have yes. imagined. I love it. I love it. I feel like we could talk about this all day <laughs> long. Um, no, I really, really love that. And and for you, like for 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 anyone who's watching today, and maybe there it could be any number of things. Perhaps they they come from a Christian background. Perhaps they come from nothing agnostic. Um, mm. Perhaps they you know live in the world that we live in now where you know, God is referred to as universe or source. Um, How would you, what kind of advice would you give these people to really, you know, I'm trying to find the words here, but it's almost like the search, the going inwards, the finding relationship escapes all verbiage. You know, there is no word like God or universe or source that truly captures what that is. But what would you, based on your experience and the work that you do now with women, what would you tell them? would be a good action item that they could take today to at least open the door, or maybe they don't even open it yet. Maybe they knock on the door. Do you know what I mean? Yes, definitely. And I would say the, you know, action would be look at your calendar and pick a 24 hour period that you can just silence everything silence, you know, just be away. If you need to go to a hotel, book a hotel room or find a trusted friend that you can use a spare bedroom that they may have just you in a notebook, just quiet the cell phone and just go in and ask yourself the deep hard questions. Who am I? What am I meant to be? Who am I meant to be? Who am I meant to serve? And then just sit and just wait because it will come. And what I mean by it will come, it's not going to come to you like instantaneously, but you're going to start getting some memories and some triggers. Oh, when I've done this, I felt alive. Write that down. Mm. You know, things that you might have done that felt kind of icky and not exciting. Write those down because you know that that's not where you're meant to be. And just listen, just listen, you know, 
if you do a quick Google search, you will notice that the average human being has over 6,000 thoughts a day. So it's no wonder, you know, if you try to meditate, for example, you're, you know, you end up doing the grocery list or, you know, some form of to-do list, you're not able to just quiet the noise because your mind is just racing, racing, racing. So you have to be on purpose in regards to, you know, shutting the noise down and being still. And that's how you're going to unleash your superpower and know who you are truly meant to be. It's just by quieting, quieting the noise down and make sure that you do this on a continuous basis. It could be, you know, once a month, it could be once a quarter, it could be every six months, whatever works for you. If you're able to just go away on a retreat or something like that, that is the one thing to do within the next 24 hours, just pick a day and just commit to a certain amount of time. I recommend 24 hours, but if you're able to just do 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, go for a walk, connect with nature and just listen. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I just feel like saying, oh man, <laughs> we're not in church, but yes, <laughs> yes. A, a, a me retreat. You know, yes. like as, as you were talking about that, I'm like, oh, I had a memory of doing that for myself. Actually, I went yeah. away. It was before kids, before marriage, but I went away on to this beautiful property owned by some ladies and I had a weekend to myself mm-hmm. and it was so healing. It was so yeah. um, revitalizing. It was so spiritual. It was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So that suggestion is beautiful. And you're right. If, if, if 24 hours or 24 hour retreat is too much, start with an hour, start yes. with just, it, it really is about making that commitment to yourself. Just like you go down the aisle and you make a commitment to your partner, you get to yeah. honor yourself because there is no divorce when it comes to ourselves. Right. Yeah. Very true. We get to live with ourselves for the rest of our lives. So yes, <laughs> I love that. Um, okay. So um as, as with every speaker, um, one of the things that I promised the audience is a gift. So what might you like to share with our audience today as a free gift for them today? Yes, awesome. So I have a workbook that is called Journey to Fearless Living Workbook. And this is a physical copy. But what I am going to be doing for all of our viewers is an e-workbook. And mm-hmm. you will, um, you'll have the information provided where they can log into and grab that copy. Um, the workbook will take you on a journey from the past to the present and into the future, because you cannot know what is, you know, how to get forward if you don't know what has been keeping you stuck and why it's been keeping you stuck. And then you will look into the future, you know, based on what you have learned and discovered, you know, doing the work, because yes, you have to do the work. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We can't just magically wake up and, you know, expect everything to be great. You have to do the work and you will be able to, you know, jot down what it is that you want for yourself and for your future and have it there on the workbook. And so not only can they in the next 24 hours decide on their little retreat, they can go grab your gift to take that with them on their retreat. Yes. Yes. It's a win-win all around. I love it. That's great. That's great. Thank you so much. I think that's really valuable because it really is when we stop, get off the treadmill for a while, get grounded, get quiet, just tune in. That's where we find the answers. But the problem is that we're so busy. We're going so fast. There's no time to just listen. So thank you. That's a beautiful tool to get them to do just that. Okay. So do you have any, I guess, 
last minute thoughts or anything you want to add before we wrap up today? Yeah, so I also want to make sure that all of our viewers know, you know, you mentioned that we're all busy. Yes, we're all busy. But just as you write your children, you know, if you have children, you know, their appointments on your calendar, your, you know, your spouse's appointments, you know, a bill that's due, you know, a work meeting or anything like that. You write all these things on your calendar. Start putting yourself on the calendar because again, you are important and you need to start being your number one priority. And oftentimes, you know, as women, you know, all the different titles that we have, if you strip all of those titles away, you know, like you mentioned, we are just left with us. We were a woman first before we became a wife, before we became a mother, an employee, and anything like that. We were always a woman first, and we're always going to be a woman. So make sure that you prioritize some self-care, take care of you, because as the saying goes, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Mm, That's beautiful. And you know, I, I just want to add to that because that's so perfect. What we often forget when we think that it's quote unquote selfish to put ourselves first, what actually is selfish is when we don't do what we need to do to nurture and care for who we are, because what ends up happening is that the people we love the most pay the price. It's like at work and, you know, in our careers and, you know, we, we, we deliver the smorgasbord of everything that we've got, but the reality is we're so drained and there's nothing left. So when it comes to our loved ones, they're like picking up the crumbs off the table. That's all they get. So we become bitter. We become resentful. Um, It really is cheapening who we get to be if we don't first fill up and deliver only the best of what we have. So thank you, Marianne. This has been amazing. I, you know, I realize we're out of time. I would love to talk to you forever and ever. Amen. Said that word, amen again. <laughs> but thank you. I'm sure the audience will enjoy this as much as I have. And we will definitely be in touch. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.